This is episode 94 of Teacher Approved. You're listening to Teacher Approved, the podcast helping educators elevate what matters and simplify the rest. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. We're the creators behind Second Story Window, where we give research-based and teacher-approved strategies that make teaching less stressful and more effective. You can check out the show notes and resources from each episode at secondstorywindow.net. We're so glad you're tuning in today. Let's get to the show. Hey there, thanks for joining us today. In today's episode, we're talking about ways to make your teacher morning routine at school more productive. And we have a teacher-approved tip for getting in a little more planning time in your day. We start our episodes with a morning message, just like we used to do at morning meeting in our classrooms. This week's morning message is, What do you do in the morning before students arrive to set the day up for success? And we have some awesome responses from our community. Teresa says, open everything on my computer that I need to teach for the day so I can use my smart board. Then open windows and turn on fans. Oh, so fun. Double check all copies are made. Stephanie said, make a to-do list. Oh, very smart. Finish adding to anecdotal records and paperwork I can't get done with students around and finish my coffee and eat breakfast. Kristen says, drink my coffee with calming music and set my intentions for the day. That sounds very peaceful. Yes, that's probably a great way to start your day. Katie says, double check that my stations are set up and ready to go. Open any web pages for teaching, calming music, cup of tea, greet the students and parents as they arrive. Natalie says, I organize my desk, get my papers ready for the day, check emails and play my positive feels playlist until I start morning duty. Oh, morning duty is a rough one. Yes, but a good playlist can help a lot. (laughs) Tim says, write my morning message, get materials ready for the day, open web pages, and anything else that helps to make transitions go smoothly. So smart to think about those transitions ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And Angela says, I pass out all the work for the day, placed in a basket for each pod in the order we'll use it, and open all the lessons, websites, etc. I need. It eliminates a lot of off-task behavior and downtime. I love that. I had never thought of passing out all of the day's papers ahead of time. No, (laughs) never. So you have a little basket at each table and then you can just pass them all out in the morning. Yeah. As long as you have a method to keep that organized, I think that's brilliant. Gary says, I make sure everything is set for the following day before I leave so that all I have to do is turn on my computer and smart board. I don't want to rush around at the last minute. I think that's the dream. (laughs) Yeah, that is. That's living right. Way to go, Gary. And PJ very relatably said, I struggle here because I'm always rushing to get to the gym to start the day. I feel like I start the day behind. I have my own kids to get to school and I'm not a morning person, but I do have a math worksheet to give out as as students are making lunch choices and preparing for math. We get it. Mornings can be so hard. So hopefully some of the tips in this episode will help those of you who are feeling like PJ. So let's get right into the content today. We are back today to talk more about the wonderful world of morning routines. (laughs) And as a teacher, you really have three morning routines to manage. You have the morning routine that gets you up and going. You have your teacher morning routine of what you do at school before your students arrive. And then you have a routine for your students to follow to start the day. Last week, we shared 10 tips for creating that morning routine that gets you out the door. If you missed it, make sure to go back and listen to episode 93. So in today's episode, we're diving into that second morning routine. What do you do at school for your teacher morning routine 
before the students arrive. So to start with, I have to be honest about what my teacher morning routine looked like. Okay, we're nothing if not honest here. (laughs) It was routine in the sense that I did do it every day, (laughs) but it wasn't anything that I would recommend copying. I'd come into my classroom, turn on the computer, and then I would just decide which fire needed to be put out first. (laughs) Did I have a bigger deadline to plan a lesson or make copies or tidy my room or respond to a parent email? I triaged my way through the morning by hopping from my most urgent tasks to my less urgent tasks. And I just thought that's what you did. Honestly, it is probably what most people do. (laughs) It never occurred to me that there was something else I could do that I could take control of my tasks instead of letting my tasks control me. And even when we were teaching preschool, I didn't have a specific process in the morning It boiled down to doing whatever was necessary for me to feel like I had a handle on the chaos that was about to walk through the door. But I handled it so haphazardly, I was left feeling chaotic, even if the kids weren't being chaotic. Right. And for me, I think one of the big roadblocks to a successful teacher morning routine was that I usually plan too much to do in the morning before students arrive. I tell myself, I'll just do that in the morning when I wanted to leave after school. (laughs) And then surprise, I wouldn't have enough time to do all that I needed to do. Or there'd be a line in the coffee room, which was a frequent problem at my school, or some other thing would disrupt my plans. And then I'd be starting the day flustered instead of prepared. So that is far from an ideal morning routine to start your day. Yes, so we are definitely not the experts at this, (laughs) but as Emily and I have been talking about this problem, we have come up with some steps that might help you and us change our mornings from frantically hustling to get everything ready to intentionally opening the doorway to a productive and peaceful day. As we mentioned in last week's episode, we want routines that serve us, not the other way around. When we rely on default routines, we're probably wasting a lot of time, energy, and resources. So let's kick default routines to the curb and start building some intentional routines. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, definitely check that out because a lot of those tips will apply to your teacher morning routine as well. And for our discussion today, we're defining a routine as a sequence of events that happen at a particular time for a particular purpose. So your morning teacher routine likely has the purpose of getting yourself and your materials ready for the day ahead. And in order to meet that purpose effectively, you need to know what steps are required to get everything ready. So we recommend starting with a clear understanding of what has to happen in your classroom each morning. Think about everything that you do from the time you unlock your door until it's time to start teaching and then start writing it down. So you've got to turn on your computer. Open all the tabs that you need for the day. You have to check your email, check your calendar and your plan book. You may have pencils to sharpen, copies to make, papers to grade. Just write it all down. If you're already back in school, it may be helpful to keep this list going for a few days. For example, maybe you have grade level science rotations on Tuesday and Thursday. So you find that most of your Tuesday and Thursday mornings are taken up with prepping materials for science experiments. But if you make your list on a Wednesday, you might forget that you have to do that twice a week. Spending a few mornings listing your tasks can help you pinpoint details you might otherwise overlook. And once you have a list of tasks you do in the morning, the first thing you need to do is give yourself a pat on the back because dang, you do a lot. (laughs) It's true. You're all doing so much. You definitely deserve a raise. Well, 
Unfortunately, we can't give you a raise in pay, but we can give you the next best thing. Two thumbs up. Yeah, well done, except this is a podcast, so (laughs) they can't see that. (laughs) Well, just know in your heart that we've got two thumbs up for your general awesomeness. Look, I'll do it too. Now four (laughs) thumbs up. (laughs) And if you think a thumbs up is the next best thing to a pay raise, you are cut out to work in the district. (laughs) (laughs) But back to our to-do lists. Once you've got your list of tasks that have to be done, you need to decide when they should be done. A productive morning is largely dependent on what you get done after school the previous day. And what you get done after school is largely dependent on what you get done during planning time. So the effectiveness of our mornings is largely determined before we even leave school the day before. If we don't want to spend time and energy tidying our room in the morning, we have to make sure we do it after school or during planning time or some other dedicated time. Or maybe you love tidying your room in the morning because it doesn't take much brain power and you have more energy than you have brain power in the morning. When we're figuring out which tasks we want in our teacher morning routine, we have to consider the cost of each task in terms of the time, energy, and resources it takes to complete it. If I need to bring my math scores to tomorrow's collaboration, I have to consider the time it will take the energy it will demand, and the resources that will be used. Maybe the grading program my school uses is slow after school because everyone is on it at once. That means it's a waste of time to try running reports in the afternoon. But maybe I don't have the energy to deal with it in the morning, and that leaves planning time, or maybe lunchtime, to get my data ready before collaboration. In that case, you'd want to make sure to move your collaboration prep to a planning time routine. It's all so interconnected, and if you run on autopilot, you are likely wasting a lot of time, energy, and resources. So as you are examining your list of morning tasks, also consider what your planning time and after-school routine should look like. If one of your after-school tasks is to make copies, but you don't do it, then by default, it becomes your problem in the morning. As we have all learned the hard way. (laughs) Guilty as charged. (laughs) So last Friday, I was watching an Instagram story from Sam at Engineer Does Education. Oh, yay. I love Sam. If you remember, she shared a tip for SOPs in the classroom back in episode 76 of our Teacher Approved Tips series. Yeah, definitely go back and check it out if you need a refresher on that one. She has such good ideas for how to optimize your teaching. But in her story that she shared, she was showing a video of her classroom at the end of the week. And you know how classrooms look by Friday afternoon. She was pointing out some mess on the table and she said that she was definitely going to take care of that because this is not how Friday Sam is going to treat Monday Sam. Oh my gosh, I love that. It's so easy to resent the idea of a routine. Maybe we resist tying ourselves down because it feels boring or restrictive, but If we can reframe a routine as a gift to ourselves, which is one of those things that works really well for me, it can make it easier to complete tasks that aren't that appealing. There is no way around the list of things that have to get done. And since we have all this stuff to do, let's make what we do count. Hey there, teacher friend. Do you have a question or concern that could use a teacher-approved solution? We'd love to help you out by answering your question here on the podcast. You can submit your questions to hello at secondstorywindow.net and put podcast question in your subject line. Can't wait to hear what's on your mind.
So once you have listed all of the tasks that you need to accomplish and you've decided which ones actually have to be done in the morning, the next step is to sequence them. So one way to do that is to rank your tasks in order of importance, but that actually might not be the most effective way to sequence your list. So let's say your top priority task is getting copies made for the day and your next priority task is sharpening pencils. You can do that at the same time because the sharpener next to the copy machine may happen to be better than the one in your classroom that just chews up pencils. I've had that sharpener. But then the fifth thing on your list is to cut construction paper for a lesson on antonyms. And once you get to that point of your list, that means going back to the workroom. It would have just been way more efficient to cut the papers while you were in the workroom in the first place. As you're sequencing those morning tasks, look for things you can batch. Do similar tasks at the same time or things that need to be done in the same place at the same time. Because batching really helps cut down on running around and helps keep you focused. And as you are sequencing your morning tasks, you also need to consider if some of your mornings during the week look different than others. Maybe you tend to get to work later on Tuesdays because your partner leaves early on Tuesday mornings and you're getting the kids ready by yourself. Maybe you have crosswalk duty on Friday and instead of prepping a math lesson, you're holding a stop sign in the street, which is a whole other conversation, (laughs) but we'll just carry on. Or maybe you have collaboration before school on Wednesdays. And that means the whole faculty is trying to use the copier in the five minutes before the bell rings. Been there. (laughs) Those disruptions have a big impact on how much you can get done in the morning. And that means your morning routine might look different depending on the day. This is the sort of thing that used to derail my organization as a teacher. Because I wasn't accounting for these disruptions in my routine by planning ahead, I still had the same amount of work to get done on a morning with a before-school IEP as I did on a morning when I had 30 minutes to prep for the day. If you know you're going to have a disrupted morning, you have to prepare for that ahead of time. That means staying later the day before, or it might mean you need a different approach to your morning tasks. Yeah, you might need to look at your mornings across a whole week instead of day by day. So... Obviously, there are some things that have to be done every day. You have to turn on your computer, post your morning message, change the data on the board, or the kids will freak out. (laughs) You can't do those ahead of time. So you can make those types of tasks the core of your morning routine, but maybe you can push the other tasks into a larger routine. Right. Maybe Monday mornings, I do my core daily tasks, and then I spend the rest of the morning tidying my room. And that's the only time I do a big organization during the week. Maybe Tuesday mornings, I have faculty meetings, so I only have time for my core morning tasks. But Wednesday mornings, instead of making one set of copies a day, I make all the copies I need for math between now and next Wednesday. I think it makes sense to plan around the schedule you actually have instead of the schedule you usually have. And as you can see, everyone's morning tasks are going to be very different. Even teachers at the same school in the same grade are going to have different mornings. But there is one thing that likely everyone could use, and that is a written list. I have no problem with my regular to-do list. I love a to-do list. But for some reason, I resist writing down steps for my routines. I think I tell myself that because it's part of a routine, I'll just remember. But I do not if it's not a habit yet. A written list keeps you from forgetting, but it also saves you from wasting time and energy deciding what to do first. It can be so freeing to know that you have a clear plan to help you move through the morning 
in a productive way instead of floundering from task to task. So we are all going to write it down, including me. I already wrote out my sticky note and put it on my mirror. So you put your list where you will actually reference it. If you are a digital planner, there are tons of to-do list apps that you can use, or even a Google Doc works great. Or you could keep it simple and write it on a post-it note and stick it on your computer. Or get fancy and print it out and laminate it. Use whatever format works best for you, but just remember that this is going to have to adapt. You're going to have to tweak it over time. So you'll want to make it easy to add any adjustments. If you are a laminator and you laminate your list, it's hard to edit your steps, and that could lead to you stopping using your list altogether. So unless you really like printing and laminating things (laughs) and want to do it over and over and you're happy to have an excuse to do that, you might want to hold off on making a permanent list. And while you are doing yourself a favor and creating a thought-out morning routine list, do yourself another favor by putting an easy win at the top of that list. Yeah, maybe your first step is just to refer to your list. Ha! Then you get to start by checking a task off right away. Done. (laughs) Look at that. You're practically finished with your tasks already. (laughs) Or you're on your way anyway. (laughs) Well, that's something. (laughs) We'd love to hear your thoughts on your teacher morning routine before students arrive. Come join the conversation in our Teacher Approved Facebook group. Now let's talk about this week's Teacher Approved Tip. Each week we leave you with a small, actionable tip that you can apply in your classroom today. This week's teacher-approved tip is create an extra planning time. So I want to start by saying that this may not fly at your school, but I really hope it's something that you can make work if it seems like it would be useful for you. Okay, so I liked to use my planning time and my after-school work time on Fridays to prepare for the next week. I think a lot of teachers do that. But in order to do that, I needed to have actually planned the next week. So I claimed the half hour before lunch on Fridays as my unofficial next week planning time. In our daily schedule, that was normally the time we would do a phonics lesson. So I used that time on Fridays for a phonics review. And please note that when I say review, I am actually spelling it (laughs) V-I-D-E-O. So each week, I picked an episode of the PBS series Between the Lions for my class to watch while I worked on planning. And you know what? It was epic. It worked so well. I could be a lot more intentional with my work time on Friday because I knew what needed to get done for the next week. And the kids enjoyed the video so much they didn't realize they were learning. Between the Lions is such a good series, especially the first couple seasons. So it wasn't like you were putting on an episode of Arthur, which is entertaining, but not particularly educational. (laughs) Plus, I have to admit, it felt like a bit of a win. After so many years of being at the mercy of the education machine, it was nice that for at least 30 minutes a week, I was actually making that system work in my favor instead of mowing me under like it usually did. If there's a spot in your schedule where you can add in a little video review, take advantage of adding an extra planning time to your week. But only if you won't get in trouble. Don't get mad at us. (laughs) (laughs) To wrap up the show, we are sharing what we're giving extra credit to this week. Emily, what gets your extra credit? I'm giving extra credit to the Untitled Goose Game for the Nintendo (laughs) Switch. Now, Heidi's laughing because I am not a video game player, like, at all. Like, my kids don't like to play Mario Kart with me because I can't 
I'm always running into the walls. Like I'm just not, (laughs) not into gaming at all, but my kids really enjoy it. And I just thought it would be good if there was something we could play together sometimes that we could all just enjoy doing that together. And I wanted a game that was made for playing together and also that it wouldn't matter too much that I don't have very good video gaming skills. So I did a little research and I discovered this game. And now the premise of the game is that you are a goose. (laughs) And I think it's supposed to be in Britain, clearly. And you play it as a team. So there we played it as two geese. And we had a to-do list that we were working on together. And it is a to-do list of mischief. (laughs) So it was things we needed to do, like grabbing the gardener's keys and throwing them in the pond. And stealing his produce from the garden. Or snagging some loo paper from an outdoor market and taking it away to your little nest. (laughs) It's complete silliness <laughs> and you can honk at each other which or the characters in the game to like scare them away and you can work together where one of you distracts a character while the other one's doing something naughty. It's absolute silliness in every way, but we had so much fun and also it has renewed my deep fear of geese because those things are evil. They're so mean. <laughs> I'm deeply afraid of geese, <laughs> but it was a fun game. So Untitled Goose Game. I highly recommend it if you need a little family (laughs) Nintendo Switch game. Heidi, what are you giving extra credit to? My extra credit goes to the after party on Apple TV. The second season just finished and it was so fun. If you haven't seen it before, the premise is that there is a murder and someone at the after party did it. It sounds a little bleak, but it's very funny. (laughs) As each of the suspects is questioned, they tell their recollection of the night's events in the style of a movie genre like a rom-com or action movie or a musical. And I liked the first season, but the second season has really knocked it out of the park. And I'm not just saying that because the second episode was a Jane Austen-inspired romance. (laughs) It was so funny. They were all been so good. There's a Wes Anderson one. Like this epic romantic drama. They're so good. A few of the characters from the first season are in the second season, but you definitely don't have to watch the first season to be able to follow the second season. Although there's an Easter egg that you probably wouldn't appreciate without having seen the first season, but it's not vital. <laughs> and if you need a new show, because I think we're all a little bit limited on new shows these days, <laughs> I highly recommend it. And I got to get caught up on it. I'm only to the Jane Austen episode, which oh, like you said, is the second oh, yeah. one. So I've oh, got lots to watch. I think my favorite is the uncle one. So you've got that to look forward to. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. Make an optimized to-do list for your teacher morning routine. And don't forget our teacher-approved tip to create a little extra planning time in your schedule. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Teacher Approved. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow or subscribe in your podcast apps so that you never miss an episode. You can connect with us and other teachers in the Teacher Approved Facebook group. We'll see you here next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.